this is from 10 years ago. I gave you the whole spiel, right? I gave you, we, we gave you the pitch for what this is, the whole thing is? Not at all, but no? because I follow you on Twitter, I was aware okay, great. <laughs> of, 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 what, of what you do. That's like, what I thought. Know. I was like, I don't remember ever giving you the, uh, the pitch. No, you were like, we're going to watch Enter the Dragon and say words. And I was like, I'm in. Um, yeah. yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. That's true. I'm pumped for words. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's start it. Oh, okay. That's it. We kind of already... I was already given gold. That's it. It is. I might keep all that. Let's ramp up to it. Okay, here we go. keep all this, too. And (laughs) now we sound like fucking idiots after. (laughs) It's authentic, though. This is supposed to be a professional show. (laughs) That we do in our apartment. professionals. It's it's a studio, brother. It is. Thank you so much. I have have filmed a lot of stuff around here, and I don't just mean the porn. (laughs) And those studios... Not just the porn. Right. Yeah, a lot of that happens in our apartment. Those Mm -hmm. studios... Totally people's domiciles. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That's how things hey, happen. Hey, do you guys have any like black sheets we can put up? <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many people live at Universal Studios? A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people live there. Yeah. Because it's there. a studio. Yeah. That's right. You just Everybody's like, okay, time to go to sleep. You get a cart on this roller coaster. <laughs> right. That's, that's your alarm. They just turn on the it rides. bums me out. Exactly. You're just <laughs> like, you got to buckle in on the fly. <laughs> right. You're like, is it seven already? <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my buddy Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi. And today, our very special guest is our easily by far tallest guest. And as somebody you know, I can say that without a doubt. Nobody has been six foot nine. Yeah, tallest guest, not host, because yeah. I'm 10 feet tall. <laughs> yeah, but. Sure. Right. It's bigger than the inside. Exactly. exactly. Uh, our guest is, uh, you know him from Geek and Sundry, specifically Ask Your Black Geek Friend. You've seen him around town. He is a master RPG player. Ladies and gentlemen, B. Dave Walters. See, that's why I need the hang down microphone. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Did you ask me to be on this because I've got black belts and a bunch of different martial arts and been training for 20 years? Or did you ask me just because you just figured I'd like it? I did not know that. Yes, I also did not know that. (laughs) No, I really Uh, do. I was like, oh, they want like actual fuck. Did I specifically ask you to come and talk about the movie we're talking about today? Oh, okay. So see, here's the confusion. Depending on our guests, sometimes we have specific movies and specific guests in mind. Other times, we'll send our guests... Uh, and even like our next episode is somebody who kind of came through in the clutch. So it's like we don't even send those persons a list yeah. sometimes. It's really just, hey, this is the movie we've got. Can you come and talk about it? Yep. But sometimes we send our guests a list and, and we're like, okay, it's a few months ahead. Pick any of those that interest you. I may have at one point. I think I remember you expressing interest in Enter the Dragon on something. Like we were, mm. I think when you were on Dick and Johnson or something, we were just talking about our podcast. Yeah. Uh, there's a possibility. Also, yeah. I think maybe you just saw Jim Kelly and you were like, "Hey, well, we have to have what's the next be- what's the next best thing? What, what what's the discount?" I was Jim watching Kelly this movie. All I saw was B. Dave Walter. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it's, it's all, all over and over again. Yeah, we have to have a tall, handsome, black martial artist guy exactly. come talk on the podcast. Exactly. But in any case, thank you so much, B. Dave, for coming to our apartment this fine Sunday morning. Yes, to thank you so much. Watch this movie that Keller had never seen. I hadn't. I seen it, loved it, needed an excuse to buy it on Blu-ray because I didn't own it for some reason. And yep. then you, it's been a couple of years. Yes, it's been it's been a minute, yeah. And what you said before we started was like, cannot wait to see if it holds up. True. So before we start, yes or no, does it hold up? I'd say like, I have a multitude of biases, but I'd say yes. Okay. I'd say like 90%. Yeah. 
other than just like the problematic 70s shit. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. But, right. uh, okay. Okay. Well, uh, it was one of the things we talked about that it's like it, the film is incredibly cliche now, but mm-hmm. it's cliche because everyone duplicated yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Right. I gotcha. I like so. that. I like how you like to say, I have a bunch of biases, but yes. Yeah, so we could discuss <laughs> those biases. So people, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be listening and being like, well, this isn't fair. They got a martial artist to talk. It's like, listen, buddy. <laughs> they didn't know. They, they didn't the know. Perfect, perfect. I was a perfect. straight diversity hire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keller. Can you and set, we struck gold? Yeah, <laughs> really did. Kelly, can you set the stage and let us know what movie we're talking about today? This is from Empire Magazine. It's a British magazine. So as always, we're gonna have Keller read the little blurb describing this movie in a British I was accent. Gonna, I was gonna say, could I request a British accent? Of course, yeah, always sure. of course. All right, great. Here we go. Four hundred and seventy-four. Enter the dragon. Nineteen seventy-three. Director Robert Klaus. The movie that introduced the wider world to the bone-cracking kung fu icon that was Bruce Lee. Klaus's martial arts funhouse, halls of mirrors and all, still sets the benchmark for all chop socky actioners. Oh my god. What is chop socky? Is that kind of racist? It is. Was that, was that blurb kind of racist? It is racist. <laughs> I hope I put the, uh, <laughs> chop the 20th socket. century on it that it needed. <laughs> right. No, like, I, I feel like, like a simultaneous uptick of both Pride for China and yeah. Morocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, listen here, bright way. I know. I felt. Yeah. Oh man, I felt like a real colonizer, and I apologize. <laughs> sure. uh, right off of the bat, we have to talk about how even in that blurb they mention that the the room of mirrors, because yeah. right before that scene happened, uh, almost towards the end of the movie, I immediately set it up and I was like, guys, we're about to come up on one of the most iconic scenes in film history, and it is a set piece that is still like legendary, and this environment is incredible. And I really talked it up, and Keller, you were like, oh boy, you're really uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really playing this up. It and be good. And B Dave, you back me up. You're like, we are, but it is. And then as soon as we entered. I don't know if it was either you or Chelsea, you guys were like, is this all mirrors? And as soon as it clicked, you guys were like, oh, cool. And it's just it's the coolest thing. And we all enjoyed it for the whole thing. It was great. It was. Yeah. You were asking, was great. You were asking the questions that people do the first time they see this movie. How did they shoot this? Yep. How did they shoot? And I actually have the answer we right have a, We have a packet of here. the dragon swag. Here. Yeah. We have, he got the have. Blu-ray. It's, it's an envelope. And it's got everything. There's a patch. There's a patch. Enter oh the swag. Oh, my God. Pa- enter the swag. Enter the swag. I have here. Bravo. That just makes Ten it sound points. like, except it just makes me think of like a, oh, a swag wagon. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, we're, we're going to take it back from Bieber. Yeah. Hey, come on my 15-passenger bus and like buy a hat and a t-shirt. <laughs> Only, is... but you'd have to put the patch on the bus. <laughs> exactly. <though. laughs> and I don't mean paint the bus. I mean physically attach this patch to the bus. I have a leather door. I've sewed it onto it. Yes. There's a little... Uh, uh, it comes with little postcards, little pictures, and this is a little tiny thing from one of the production. Um, there's like production stills, uh, a little postcard that has that, and it also has a little diagram that somebody drew up that says the logistics of filming the famous Hall of Mirrors scene. Oh, wow. So here it is right here. We've got multiple kicks, a circle that says Bruce, a, a circle that says Han, and then where the camera is, and then it shows you where the mirrors are. So that, And it says try to get single of Bruce kicking and then they show you where the closet is. Take a look at that. That's that pretty awesome. Of, that is kind of incredible. That is there. so cool. And they've also got a replica of the script cover, which used to be called Blood and Steel. And then it's crossed out and it says, Enter the Dragon. Into the and you're like, oh, should I frame this? The original. Yeah. I know I wasn't. But and they're like, like, it's mm. not even a real script page. I know. Yeah. You're like, it's real in my heart, though. Exactly. And then That's this is, true. This is pretty awesome. These are limited edition Deputy of the Dragon cards handed out at the premiere 
of Enter the Dragon. Can you imagine how much one of these would be worth, like the real thing? It's all like wilted and yellow with like fanboy tears. Yeah, that is awesome. Anyway, I just like these pictures, and then it comes with a real dorky little, uh, oh, no, here it is. Here's what I wanted. Production designs for Hans Torture Museum and Lee's Bedroom. Whoa. That's like the world's most metal bed and breakfast. Torture Museum. Hans Torture Museum and Lee's Bedroom. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Which... yeah, anyway, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this movie, and I was really happy to, um, I mean, I think there's definitely issues with the film, but, and I'm not, the, here's the other thing too, I'm not that well-versed with martial arts cinema as a genre, mm-hmm. but for my money, I still think this is my favorite, and I think the best, if not one of the best, martial arts movies ever made to this day. Now, I'm not a martial artist, so there are moments throughout the movie you're watching it where things were happening, and B-Dave, you're like, that's inaccurate. Like, And I think that's fascinating, because to me, I'm like, what? That's real. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sure, and and obviously, there's there's a there's a component of fantasy to, to any of these things. Yes. Of, of mm-hmm. course, you know, yes. no, ma- no matter what the movie is. Just the cracking uh, sounds. I, I oh, no, oh, no, that part, that part's true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially if you, like, tremble I love the part right where he afterwards. just, like, jumped up in the air, like, knees at his shoulders, yeah. and then just stomped a guy with both feet yeah Yeah. that's that's an iconic bruce lee moment Mm -hmm. i will say though even though i enjoyed the film Mm -hmm. uh i definitely think bruce lee's death very soon after put it on a pedestal oh yeah that had he lived if he were like alive today i'd say even if he uh, were alive today and Mm -hmm. and he continued to have a successful career like 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 not even if he flamed out no i that's what i'm saying i I think he would have still made some nice movies but it's like again nobody's calling anything jackie chan has done Mm -hmm. one of the 500 best films of all time Mm -hmm. when i would say they're objectively you know equal to or greater than like the drunken master movies uh you know especially the second drunken master movies which is is jackie chan's favorite film himself he made Mm -hmm. um a lot of the stuff the shaw brothers were doing in the late 70s mm-hmm. um jackie chan world. might be is like a better actor too though yeah sure yeah. i mean but again he got a lot more practice true you know? exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah um so i guess that is to say that even though i definitely enjoy it i think um the myth yes adds to it a obviously lot. it does a lot a it lot. does he passed away when he was 32 years old and this movie opened after he died six di- six days after he was pronounced dead Damn. in Hong Kong, the movie Enter the Dragon premiered in 1973, yeah. and he was 32 years old. Yeah, and that's absolutely a huge part of it. And I know, and I know that when he died, because it was these kind of really strange circumstances, yeah. it led to rumors about his death. It led to oh, the Chinese triad killed yeah. him, mm-hmm. or his family's cursed, or they did it because he was revealing secrets of Chinese martial arts that, yep. that they didn't want revealed or in cinema. Or because he broke 200 mirrors in this movie. <laughs> that's, that's, that was that was the actual answer. Super yeah, bad luck. But well, yeah, I, 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 as I'm watching it, um, as I'm watching it, like I don't remember that stuff. But definitely, when I think about the movie now, it is like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight's yeah. a great movie, but that movie I think will always be known for what it is and yeah. be, be as beloved as it is because we lost Heath Ledger right before. Yeah, hundred percent. We all remember what it was what it was like, and it's crazy. And that's yeah. ten years ago, and so you yeah. know, yeah. I mean, this guy was an up and coming movie star, and um, just beloved by China and the U.S., I think. But there was this, this movie. Really that he was. In. Yeah. He was. He was in the process of crossing over. He yes. already lived in America by then. But this was definitely what made him a household name. Yeah. Uh, so well, this was like in English. He was speaking English. So like a little mm-hmm. bit. A little bit of context for all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
Sorry, I'm going to go on a micro nerd rant. But please go on please. every single. Like you just told us that you have years of martial arts yeah. experience, <laughs> and you picked. I want to know why you picked this movie. Did you pick yeah. this? Did you do martial arts because of this movie? All right. So uh, a, bran- a branching nerd story. So first of all, Bruce Lee st- studied a style called Wing Chun Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. His teacher was a guy named Ip Man. Uh, Donnie Yen has made three Ip Man movies about his teacher. In fact, a young Bruce Lee shows up in the third one, uh, which again are more than a little dramatized, but the mm-hmm. films are like objectively spectacular in their They're own right. Cool. That is a IP space MAN. So those stories were about Bruce Lee's teacher. So then Bruce, being by all accounts a very, very smart guy, realized that there was some extreme constraints and limitations of not just his style, but having any one style. So he really was one of the first people to cross train in martial arts. So mm. like the at the beginning, showing those grappling scenes and him arm barring the guy at the beginning, even though he's bad at the arm bar, that was <laughs> really unheard of at the time yeah and you were telling yeah, us that those gloves it up. Yeah. those gloves that bruce lee invented the fingerless, fingerless boxing gloves, gloves yep. because and now they're standard in mma fighting because yep. before you just had boxing gloves and you couldn't yep. grapple that yep. was fascinating and yep. i also think like he was like doing judo throws and yep. stuff too yeah. yeah he was i also yeah. think that the scene where him and his master at the shaolin temple are discussing just his training and the master goes what technique do you hope to achieve and he says to have no technique i yeah. feel like that ties yeah. into that kind of philosophy we, a little like bit. yeah he'd already he'd already ridden the daojit kondo by then so that mm. that whole idea and what is a, that in case people don't know what that is sure so he went on to develop his own style which again is the quote-unquote style of no style which is jeet kundo which still exists there's a, a lot of practitioners of it and that is the idea that theoretically there's some framework there's some basic techniques you use but the idea is you you Absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is distinctively your own. Mm. So theoretically, the three of us could train side by side for decades, and then our teacher get killed, and we go avenge him because that'd be super metal. <laughs> oh my but, god, I'm pumped I'm for in, that to start in, right now. But, okay, but, let's go. But, th- but, but oh, theoretically, even though the three of us have trained together, mm-hmm. it should come across distinctly different because we have different physical gifts, we have different perspectives, mm-hmm. and all that. So that yeah, that was, I'm Tum Tum. I'm eating food all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm the Simon of the group. I have glasses. Okay. And B. Dave's Alvin. <laughs> I'll take it. Yes, yeah, I like I'll take that. it. Yeah. And, and for I went three ninjas and then you went to chipmunks. Chip- yeah, for yeah. once, I don't have to play Dave. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, theoretically, at the time Alvin. in the early 70s, Bruce Lee being a proponent of training in a lot of things, of taking things in and changing things, mm-hmm. was very unheard of. Mm-hmm. Because martial arts words very much you... Regimented. Yeah, well, everyone adapted the style because, again, just there's some things you just physically can't do. But for the most part, it's it's like ballroom dancing. If someone were to suddenly say, "I'm going to add backflips to my ballroom dancing routine," it's like, well, yeah, you can. But well, now, now you're, you're on dancing you're not, with the yeah, stars. You're not yeah. ballroom dancing. So, um, <laughs> uh, in in, in the late uh, late '60s, early '70s, or whatever, in San Francisco, after Bruce Lee was uh, gaining some reputation, he went up there and he challenged a local Shaolin monk or a proponent of Northern Kung Fu, a guy named Wong Man Jack, who's mm-hmm. still alive, mm-hmm. to a fight. And they, and they went, made a movie about that. They made a movie about that. And they really did fight. Uh, that actually really happened. Damn. But there's wildly different accounts of what happened, mm. ranging from Bruce Lee walked him to Bruce Lee got smashed. The truth is honestly probably somewhere in between. But what did happen was it was after that fight that Bruce Lee definitely officially uh, gave up like Wing Chun and stuff and really dove deep into Jeet Kune Do and creating his own style. So mm. all of that is to say, nerd monologue coming back around, <laughs> the whole thing around his death and having been killed by the triads and all that because gotcha. he was publicly critical mm-hmm. of the old of the way style. of doing things. In well, pub- yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, B. Dave, because you mm-hmm. seem to know a little bit about 
Lee in this area of his life. When did making Hollywood films come into play? Because the thing I ab absorbed as a kid, the thing that I learned, heard somewhere at some point was again, that Asian cinema, Kung Fu cinema, mm -hmm. martial arts cinema was like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon Which you is know, the for only decades. Movie we've, Kung Fu movie we've watched thus far. Up to this point, also mm -hmm. on the list and mm -hmm. like absurdly low on the list, quote yeah. unquote, but we still covered it this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was that... Um, wushu style of filmmaking and martial arts for for decades in china and bruce lee rejected that because he wanted hits to hit and for us to realism feel the impact the realism even though enter the dragon is full-on fantasy still mm -hmm. there is elements when you compare it to other ways that martial arts have been presented in movie that it, in movies that is more realistic so where did hollywood come in and where did like his philosophy of that in filmmaking come into play so basically, all of these guys got their start in the Peking Opera. That's like where Jackie Chan came up, where Sam Hung came up, like uh, Donnie Yen came up, like most of the famous martial artists mm -hmm. you've heard of. That's where where they got their start. Um, in the the Wuxia, like Kung Fu Night stories, are have been told basically as long as there's there's been a China. Uh, I think stylistically he adapted himself to America. I think just the fact that he saw a different way mm. to do things and an opportunity was true. I mean, I guess he probably offended some people because in the grand scheme of things, you can do literally nothing in this world without offending yeah. somebody. But I mean, I, I think that was more... Uh, tonal difference and not necessarily some grand betrayal if that makes sense sure no if nothing else they plenty of kung fu movies still got made and are still getting made yes know? yes um, and i always remember too that because jackie or because bruce lee had died in 1973 that there has that there felt like a void in american martial arts stars until sort of jackie chance or again came up through sure. the through the comedic route sure and hit huge with things like rush hour and shanghai noon in like the 90s mm -hmm. and the 2000s that it wasn't until 2001 i think or 2001 crouching tiger hidden dragon a chinese and kind of american co-production hit that people revisited the wushu genre and they're yeah. like oh actually that stuff mm -hmm. was beautiful and we really like it but well, it felt like there was a void yeah i can tell you why that is it was the ninja craze in the 80s yeah, Everybody yeah. Everybody got in a ninja movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Ninja. I mean, which is like legit, of course. Kung but, Fu was yeah, 70s. Yeah. Yeah, 80s was ninja. 80s was ninjas. And then like 90s, a lot of uh, rap music and things, believe it or not, was kind of instrumental in bringing Kung Fu Romeo back to the Romeo Must Die. Romeo Must Die. Romeo Must Die. Die. Yeah, Leah and Jet Li. Clan, all, all that stuff. Yeah. That's true. It was um, help, help bring a lot of this back. I mean, in, in US, now, was, it, was it because of Bruce Lee that I trained? No, actually, you asked, yeah. uh, Keller. No, it was uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Really? That's what got awesome. me to train. That's amazing. Okay. But, yeah. We okay, and now the RZA has directed martial arts movies, which there I is. think we've is come amazing. Full, we've come full. Oh, yes, the, man with the, the RZA open has arms, done yeah. that. Mm -hmm. But we have to talk about this too because this has always um, been something I loved as a kid. Growing up in the eighties and nineties, I realized because of things like Enter the Dragon and Jim Kelly, and because of um, even like the the cartoon show Jackie Chan Adventures, mm -hmm. which is like my favorite Jackie Chan I thing love ever. That and show he's so he, much. it doesn't he's not even he doesn't even like do anything on it. He's no. just like that's just his name. Mm -hmm. But because that leans so much into the seventies style mm -hmm. of Kung Fu cinema and and as I was coming up in in uh, being a little kid, I realized like in the seventies the combination of kung fu, the Venn diagram of kung fu movies and black exploitation films, mm -hmm. was this beautiful little center of like like Black America embracing kung fu and chinese like culture and martial arts and iconography and and i love that so much and i and i want to ask about that uh it's because martial arts are a pathway to not just being powerful but feeling powerful yes yeah. 
Um, yes. Like you said in the movie, any dang fool can pull the trigger. Um, yeah. Which actually, I will say this about the strength of Enter the Dragon as a film. One of the things that's really irritating to me is when you have lazy storytelling where there's something that a person would have done that's obvious and they do not that for the mm-hmm. sake of the plot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at least address the fact mm-hmm. that it's no like, guns. tell her, the house is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going into your bedroom? It's uh-huh. like, oh, I left my father's watch. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Um, so my it's phone. like the same thing. If they did, if they hadn't taken the time to be like, why don't you just shoot him? Yeah. You'd spend the entire movie yeah. thinking, why don't exactly. you just he shoot does, him? He doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anybody can do that. That's Anybody great. can do that. That's, right. part, that's part of the reason, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll put a pin in this and we'll come back to it, but that's part of the reason I think I love this movie is because I, as a little kid, as a little boy, have been drawn to a lot of punching mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. and heroes that punch a lot. Mm-hmm. And you can look at that. Because they're the best. Because they're the best. You can look at that and go, that's, that's very. That's like actual skill. Mm-hmm. That's why. And I, and I think that maybe, and maybe I'm just heaping my own romanticism onto it now, but I think part of it is that I, I did. Look at that and think this is better than guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, this is nonviolent in a way. It's non-lethal well, action, yeah, which I like. There's, there's, except there's, for the cracking. Except right. I me. Mean, well, that right. they, 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 yeah. that's only when they really deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> man. That guy yeah. had a scar on his face, and there was a reason for it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. And we don't want to spoil it for the people, right? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Well, for everybody, he's got it. Yeah. This guy was um, partly responsible for Bruce exactly. Lee's sister's so, death. But, but, to, but to the black exploitation yeah. thing again, and they and they nodded to it with Jim Kelly's character in this. Amazing. I forgot about that scene yeah was uh again it was an opportunity all right so black people in particular and minorities in general in this country usually become very accustomed to this sense of global disenfranchisement Mm -hmm. and then you have these stories where you have a guy that just doesn't take that right Mm -hmm. and I, i think probably some of the the not having it all be punisher stories was i think probably a few things some of it was logistics some of it is that that would strain credulity mm-hmm. some of it is they probably would have been like black people are making torture porn movies about killing white people we need to <laughs> shut this down you know yeah <laughs> versus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well well cuz usually if you think about it most of those movies uh you, the black guy is just kicking butt the whole time and you get to the one treacherous white guy who looks like a real estate agent or something but yeah, he's yeah. the one that's got the gun yeah you know yeah. and it's like bang and you're like ah you know and I think, again, the martial arts are a pathway. I was about to break into a Darth Vader speech there. Ooh, um, I'm it. like, to some abilities, some would consider to be unnatural. But that's the emperor, <laughs> but still true. Um, but when you're used to feeling like you can't do anything and that you don't have any power, it gives you a sense of the opposite. Like I yeah. told you, Jim Kelly's school at the beginning of this, when he goes to the to his Kung Fu school, that's the BKF, Black Kempo Federation, which is a real thing that exists. It still exists. Yeah. Um, and it very much like emphasizes this idea of like manhood, even though women can train. Of Was course. he really a member of it? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's BKF. Okay, as far as but, I yeah. know, I don't know if it just, was just part of the movie. Yeah. No, or if that was actual. I bet you they shot there because, yeah. as far as I know, there was an actor who dropped out of the movie days before shooting. Mm-hmm. They went to Crenshaw. They went to this guy's martial arts school, which was Jim Kelly, and he was not an actor. He was a martial artist, as far as I know. So that probably was even his school, maybe? Absolutely. And they're probably like, this is awesome. Look at all yeah. of these like black guys doing kung fu in here. We've got to get a shot of this, mm-hmm. and then we'll you know we'll fly to China and we'll shoot there. Um, yeah. And, uh, Sorry, I just, yeah. I just checked. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Oh, 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 oh no. Oops. Hang on, party fail. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's okay. That's all right. Beer on the... 
Enter the swag and enter the swag. It's okay. Here no. we go. We got Keller. He's got up with it. There we go. No just big deal. Talking, that's why. You, that's why you don't talking. let. Yeah. That's why you can't invite me places. <laughs> yeah. But Jim Kelly was in fact BKF. That's uh, yeah. that's the moral of that story. Yeah. While I party fell and ruined everything. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Nothing got on any electronics. Yeah. We're good. We can just go ahead and leave that there. And yeah. there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And most of the beer well. saved. Hey. All right. Nicely well, done. That's, that's true. There we that's go. True. That's there kung fu reflexes for you, there, folks. Excellent. So yeah, but, so that um, was that was Jim Kelly's deal. And again, I was not alive in 1973, but I imagine, mm-hmm. and I know this is partly true because Kelly got a huge deal with Warner Brothers after Enter the Dragon came out. He got four movies, and he made more black exploitation slash kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a collection of some of them, and I saw one of them. Really? And it's like not a good movie, but okay, like yeah. I love Jim Kelly, mm-hmm. and he's just more of sure. Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just but, fast forward to the fight scenes, basically. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, and some of them are real good. But like, I, I imagine that Enter the Dragon came out, and and part of the reason it was so successful is because you had a Chinese lead, a white guy lead, a black guy lead. Yeah, and they yeah. were like beloved actors, beloved characters that like everybody kind of had somebody to root for. I imagine that Enter the Dragon comes out, and black communities in the U.S. are like Jim Kelly. Like it's yeah. just like he's the guy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, you and, know? and it was visionary to even include that because they by yeah. no means had to. That's true. You know, they, That's true. they didn't. That was not a thing they had to to do at the time. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, we're still talking about it forty years later for a reason. Yeah, so so that's part of the history of like black communities in the U.S. embracing kung fu, martial yeah. arts. You know, that's that whole culture and and using that as an as a means of personal empowerment, which I think is beautiful. And I have heard about that before and kind of read up on that. And I know that Jim Kelly was also a big part of that. B. Dave, do you remember the first time you saw Enter the Dragon? What did you think? Ooh, what did you uh, what, did it make an impression on you, or was it something that like? You didn't get to until later. You know, it's funny because it's one of those things where you always think back to what's the first. Sorry, I'm just over here frantically still okay. cleaning off things. It's all good. Were you doing martial arts yet when you saw this movie? I've seen it before. I've definitely seen okay. it before. Um, you know, it's one of those things you try and think back. Like, what's the first time you ever saw Star Wars? Yeah. Like, like it so happens. Mm-hmm. I know the very first movie I ever saw in theaters was Return of the Jedi because I remember some bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like Bruce Lee movies were like totally ubiquitous, especially because you had like kung fu cinema and all that stuff where yeah. you just kind of got, got used to seeing them um and you just kept catch snippets of it forever over the years but i definitely grew up as a part of the 80s ninja craze Mm -hmm. Ah, so even though i knew who bruce lee was sure it very like i was the kid that was buying ninja stars out of the back of boy boys life magazine and stuff like that (laughs) that that, that was my generation what kind of stuff in the 80s were you drawn to what kind of stuff was happening i mean is this just as simple as like the ninja turtles and you're in or was there specific you know, movies, TV shows. What was stuff that you were drawn to? I mean, as, as part of my as part of my martial arts thing, or as just in general. Just in general. Oh, but I mean, like Ninja Turtles, all of that landed like right on my head. Like yeah. I actually remember, uh, I was in the grocery store with my mom, and I was looking at the comic books back when they still had comic books, and mm-hmm. there was one of the old black and white Ninja Turtles. Oh, damn! And I remember distinctly saying to Where my mom, "Where was this? Oh, it was Little Rock, Arkansas. Whoa. Really? Yeah." yeah. Um, Fairly white distribution for a minute. That's yeah. true. It, yeah, there was a wide net, and I and I remember distinctly saying to her, "Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." That's weird. <laughs> and then fast forward two or three years, and the cartoon came out, and that bomb went off on me just yeah. like everyone yeah, else, yeah, yeah. and yeah. had all the toys and everything. But I, I distinctly remember being like, "What? That's yeah. weird." And it's black and white, and they're like 
turtles that are violent and i'm like all right that's cool (laughs) who is your favorite uh, ninja turtle oh yeah i'm I'm a donna's hello man myself me too is that because of he's good with machines or the bow staff uh, What's the reason? It's all of those. He's smart. Yes. Um, and funny. Mine and almost funny. comes entirely from the movie. Which is? The motion picture. Which is which turtle? Donatello. Oh, right on. That's, okay. my, that's where say... my love for him comes from. Yeah. Corey Feldman, voice him. Yeah, it's great. It's mm-hmm. really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, that was Eastman and Laird really, really did something neat. And they, they, they did a service to, to the world with Ninja Turtle. Mm-hmm. Up through this, this last show on Cartoon Network, the one that just in, mm-hmm. uh, Nickelodeon, rather. Yeah, Nickelodeon. The, the one that just ended its run. A new one. Was re- yeah. I'm not a fan at all. Of no. that. Have you all, all seen the intro? Of the new one? Yeah. Mm, no. You haven't seen the I intro? It. It looks no. cool. of, of the new new one? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to show this to you mm. without sound because mm. uh, I want you to at least... The animation's cool. It's mm. ridiculous, dude. It's so good. I mean, maybe. Rise of the... I mean, I'm sure I'll watch it. Planet People of the interwebs. That's true. Um, yeah, but, but again, back to... Uh, See, here's the problem. Even though this does look all cool and everything, again, I'm coming hot off the heels of a mm-hmm. really, really great one. So it's like, I don't... But look at how good that animation is. I mean, here's the here's another problem so I've got. When things are like goofy derivatives of things that used to be like serious and beloved to me, like uh-huh. I don't like it. Like I was a very late adopter to Teen Titans Go, uh-huh. which don't get me wrong, now I'm 100% I'm in. I'm so excited for that movie. I'm yeah. super excited. Like, we need to do a podcast about that movie. Like, okay, that'll be yeah, the, fi- the that. 501st. Let's start a page. Patreon, great, dude. great movie, um, but but all the way back to to what you were saying before about yeah. the, the the connection between these things and black exploitation, yeah. Uh, and honestly, why I think kung fu movies existed, honestly, even in the first place, that mm-hmm. whole sense of power, especially after World War II, mm. when Japan invaded China and that whole weak man of Asia thing, I think this was a direct reaction to that. To be mm-hmm. like, no, look, like we're cool too type thing so in its own way it was the same thing oh my god bruce lee and it's all power that like no one can ever take from you and yeah anyway bruce lee is the like break you the coolest man ever like like ivan drago yeah yeah i will break you (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) that asshole yes i I will say this there there was a gag that came up in the movie and i have to say it now otherwise it's gonna keep hanging in my head the entire time oh (laughs) uh there's a point when bruce lee was fighting and down where they were making the opium, and he had his bow staff in the giant walks. Mm-hmm. And Keller says, "I hope he hits somebody with uh, the the opium walk." And I say, "I'm gonna open a restaurant called Opium Walk." Yeah. And you said, "And then we're gonna call it Opium Walk." <laughs> <laughs> Why you him? Opium Walk. Opium. Exactly. Opium Walk. That, that made my entire day. The <laughs> Opium right. Walk. We were gonna talk about that. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. yeah. Some stir fry and throw a little heroin in there. Let's talk <laughs> about. Let's talk about Keller's experience. First time you've ever seen Enter the Dragon. Yes. What did you think? Be as honest as you can. Be as truthful as you can. What did you think? I lied to us. Oh my fucking god. Uh, <laughs> I. Don't still don't have a whole lot of kung fu movie experience yep. other than what we talked about on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. This movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lee is awesome, just because you can, man. Just like even that speech at the beginning where he's just walking with his master, I guess, mm-hmm. and like all the stuff he's saying about, uh, and then when he's training somebody about emotional content, emotional content, not yeah. anger. Yeah, yeah. Like finger he, pointing to the moon. Yeah, they lay out his motivation so clearly at the up top, and then the rest of you're like, okay, now he's gonna 
fucking murder everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so satisfying it the is. entire time. Uh, it's a little dated in parts mm-hmm. with the like, hey, you pick a prostitute now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, apparently, he, you said that it basically influenced every movie that picked up on a cliche from this. Yeah. So And video games and cartoons. I mean, how many like island layers have we seen since then? How many martial arts tournaments? That's what Mortal Kombat the video game is. Like that's what it's oh, based yeah. off it's of. It's on like, an like, island yeah. layer and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, to figure out who's the best because Collect reasons. them from all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And like and even the archetype characters of like the Bruce Lee character has been used in some the, the guy who gets recruited by a special forces organization but he's like a martial arts genius mm-hmm. and then there's like the um the john saxon guy who's like this like smarmy you know he gambles a lot but he's really good at martial arts but he's, he's just like james, this, like, like uh, yeah. american james bond but uh but fighter yeah as opposed to just shooting guns mm-hmm. and then even the jim kelly type the coolest brother in the movie just the coolest black guy who which is just is, drawing off of a genre of movies which exactly. is very cool well, there's exactly. a reason why that draws in such a huge audience immediately there's yeah. a reason why eddie gordo looks like he looks in the tekken games even <laughs> though his style was different he this is basically jim kelly he's jim kelly exactly yeah and there's then, uh, there's yeah there's so many and yeah. then who is it luke hang in the mortal Kombat yeah, luke is, Kang is, is, bruce is bruce lee, lee. like mm-hmm. johnny cage is kind of the john saxon character he's like a movie yep. star you know with sunglasses and that's how he fights like yep. come on so so at one point when we started the movie were you you keller kind of like oh i'm into this or oh okay i know what i'm in for do you remember uh there was that first fight and like that's the way it starts right just with just, the Bruce, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which was. I appreciate you. You're talking about this like we didn't watch it like 20 minutes ago. You, you, guys, you guys have seen this movie. It's like, called End of the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's this guy Bruce Lee. He's very good at martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, um, I was pretty into it immediately just yeah. because I like a good martial arts movie, and he's the best at it. And I had never seen the best at it. And at the end, you were cheering. To like how you wanted the bad guy Han to get killed. You were like, oh, hit him with this. Oh, I was just so excited. Halfway through, I was like, he's going to fight Han, right? Like, he's going to fight Han. And we looked at you and we're like, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were fine spoiling it for me and I was fine with them doing it. (laughs) And it's a good fight. It's still satisfying. It it is. It's really satisfying. Fighting with his bare hand. Mm -hmm. Literally, his little bear claw. It's so weird, though. Like, that thing looks like a piece of, like, wood that he just glued some hair to and then put nails through. They spent all their budget on Jim Kelly. They did. So they didn't have a bare hand. Because they were like, he's got to fight with his bare hands. And they're like, cool. And then Bruce Lee got to set and he's like, no, hit bare hand. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. And we also talked about how it seemed like the movie could have influenced fucking Star Wars. Like how at the end, Bruce Lee hears his master's voice, like if it's Obi-Wan, calling from the beyond. You know, it's like, remember. I have no doubt that George Lucas has seen this movie 200 times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This was five years earlier. So, yeah, yeah, there's a real chance that he was like, oh, emotional content. I got it. Emotional content. Oh, my God. That's probably what made these movies, Star Wars, good. He's like, wait, I need to put a emotional content into these you can't non- be two droids talking in the yeah. desert for three hours non-violent space wizards oh, i got man. it that's great so yeah. b dave how did you feel re-watching this movie i mean you you said that you know you've had sort Wait, of some Jedi's issues like let's monks. let's talk about some issues and then let's talk about some of the more stuff that you do love about this movie so again personal biases yeah that, that had yes. nothing to, to do with the film uh, i will say i i liked it a lot more because my training, my first black sash I got was in Shaolin Kung Fu. Mm. And I've spent a lot of time training in that stuff. So a lot of the styles that Bruce Lee attempted to like Damn, pee course. all over. 
Yeah. Well, all right. So now I got to give you the list. So yeah. um, Shaolin Kung Fu, uh-huh. um, Kenpo Karate, which is what um, Jim Kelly did. I've done that. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, five Animals, Five Families, Kung Fu. Oh. Um, tai Chi. <laughs> uh, so Tai Chi and, and Shaolin Kung Fu are the things I got the black sashes in. Um, wow. Which are the two coolest? Yeah. I mean, whichever one works. And I mean, like Shaolin Kung Fu is pretty dope, though. I mean, like you like. And you just up, use right? all of them? Yeah, well, I mean, again, You've learned to, all to of Bruce these. Lee's point, yeah, it's exactly. true. Yeah. Like, in an actual fight, you shouldn't be able to tell. You, you know got a I mean? bag of tools. Use yeah. them all. Theoretically, mm-hmm. ideally, yeah. Whatever gets the um, table built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then since then, I've done a lot of you know mixed martial arts and Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and all that stuff. And, of course, when I go home, I'm going to be thinking, I'm like, oh, I didn't tell them about the... Um, Eight Kaja other Kimbo, ones. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so so let me ask you this: uh, Was there one point in your young life in the ninja craze? You're aware of Enter the Dragon. And you're like, that's cool. As yeah. soon as you start learning martial arts, you learn that. Not to say that it's hip to shit on it, but like once you're in the know, right. what martial- specifically about the Wu Tang Clan? Oh yeah, got uh, you into it. I will answer both of those. Okay, questions. okay, great. Um, okay, great. It. Well, let me just say this. Philosophically, Bruce Lee was right about a lot of stuff. He really yeah. was. I love that. Uh, I love but, the philosophy of this movie. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I love the movie. Well, and it was that his real philosophy. It's what the Tao of Jeet Kune Do is about. Like, yes. if you if you like, you should read the Tao of Jeet Kune Do. Because what he's saying, uh, Jeet Kune Do, sorry. What he's saying at the beginning is, like, literally what he taught. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's um, it wasn't just lines, you know, in, um, in mm-hmm. the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, he... So philosophically, a lot of it was right. But again, when I say the fact that he died elevated into the dragon, yes, the fact that he died has also somewhat like deified some of that stuff. That yes. it, it was like uh, you know, it's, the, it's tough the to, proclamations from on high. It's tough to disagree with Bruce Lee. Yeah, right. Right, because yeah. he, he, he was really great. Yeah, 32. exactly. 32, it just okay. cashed out. Just yeah, yeah. Before he beat, Jesus. But that makes he him better Jesus. than Jesus. He did. He, he was done before Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, Jesus dude. got a year longer. Yeah, Look, Jesus. Jesus was ripped, but Bruce Lee would beat the shit out of Jesus That's Christ. True. True. He didn't yeah. have any but training. He, yeah, I don't know Jesus, what Jesus, Jesus wouldn't even fight back. He'd just look at you. He's like, really, What's bro? What's Israeli martial arts? Without fighting. Krav Maga. Yeah, dude. Jesus knew Krav Maga. Hey, man. Jesus fucking knew Krav Maga, man. The disciples carried swords. I always point that out to people. But he didn't. Well, because Peter cuts the dude's arm why did someone off. make that yeah. an action movie? It's true. The, yeah. I want Michael Bay to make the 12 disciples. <laughs> it's the Ninja Turtles, and one of them's like got a cigar for some reason. <laughs> That's Judas, though. Exactly. Judas has a cigar. Like, of course he's got a cigar. Jesus, I'll handle this move. Exactly. <laughs> just, they just call him Josh yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah no, the, the, that just total, total non sequitur to my non sequitur is I once heard a, a sermon where this, this minister was like, do you know how bad you have to be with a sword to cut someone's ear off? Because there's a story where Peter cuts the guy's ear off in G- the Roman centurion and Jesus picks it up and puts his ear back on, which is like super trippy and metal, by the way. But I was like, you've never held a sword ever if you think you have to be bad to you have to be like incredible with it so to your point Totally Krav Maga Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Krav Maga Jesus. Put it in the wiki. That's okay, the thing. Okay, put it in the wiki. Yes. Put it in the Jesus wiki. To the other <laughs> point, wiki, yes. Bruce Lee did beat him by a year. He died at 32. Right. Also, so, also true. would have smashed him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. And he's That's like, true. how many movies were you in, Jesus? Exactly. Yeah. But right. yeah, no, but Bruce Lee, yeah, Bruce Lee had away. to kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> His brain killed himself. So, so yes, yeah. it, it deified sure. you know, that in, in, in philosophically his approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, to how did Wu-Tang Clan get me into it, besides just being awesome? Yeah. Yes. True. Uh, I was just I hung Other out with people than. in college who were just really into Wu Tang Clan, mm-hmm. and so I got into it too. And, and, and they, let they, me ask you this too: I don't know that much about the Wu Tang Clan, but I am aware that Wu Tang Clan 
ain't nothing to fuck with. Is that correct? Then I feel like you I've know the important, the, you know the important yeah. points. Okay, I mean, but I've that, heard that, this about them as well. That's kind of what. That's a foundational pillar. And then the second pillar is Indeed. that cash rules everything around me. Oh, cream okay, get the money. Okay. So I feel like as long as you have those mm-hmm. two legs to stand right, on, definitely. That you, definitely. Your, your Wu Tang education is fairly complete. Excellent. Um, but education. They say they sample a lot of kung fu movies in their albums, especially in the earlier ones. And so I got to the point, I'd heard it so many times, I started watching the movies. And I can identify like the actual clips from that like, new Nobody movies. Speaks song by Run the Jewels reminds me of Wu Tang Clan. Yes, wow. totally, totally. I love but, that. So I started watching the movies because mm-hmm. I was like, I've heard this, like, you know, there's only 35 chambers, not a 36th. And no, <laughs> I want to create a new chamber, you know, from Gordon Liu, the 36 chambers of Shaolin. Yeah. Um, I want to know how they got into it. Uh, Kung, I, it, Kung Fu cinema in the theaters in um, in New York yep. during the same black exploitation time. Yep, um, that they would run a lot of the old Shaw Brothers movies there, and there was a, the mystery of chess boxing, which is one of their biggest songs, where the character Ghostface Killer comes from, mm-hmm. used to show on a loop in this theater and they would go and literally watch the same movie over and over <laughs> again amazing. as have I because the movie is incredible oh shit um, and that was that was how they got into it those those things um, and then so cool. I got used to watching the movies and I was like this seems pretty neat and then um, I would play a lot of video games and I was like, oh, I want to learn how to do some of this stuff, which is incredible when you're playing a game and you do a move and you're like, I can actually do that. That's yeah. cool. I have slightly less fire and electricity in my punches, but just, <laughs> okay. just a little less. Well, you just got to build that stuff up. It's true. Know? I'm, yeah, wor- it's just, I'm working at it. Someone has to kill you a couple it. times, then you'll come back out of just like break a bunch of dirt out it's of your shoulder. I thought yeah, we yeah, established, yeah. though, you two have got to get revenge when I get killed. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then we're going to bring you back to life somehow. It's going to be right. This is coming soon to Dick and Johnson, right? Um, so uh, that was how I got into it Um, and originally I uh, I did a lot of research into quote unquote what was the best style and Mm -hmm. the answer is there isn't one Mm -hmm. but um, although some are objectively more effective than others Mm -hmm. and that was how (laughs) at least initially I got into you just toss it in right initially how I got into uh, Shaolin Kung Fu and then over time learned more did more and here we are so then I like how you just mentioned rewatching this today that you enjoyed Enter the Dragon more yes so is there kind of like a full circle thing where like in the beginning you dig it when you start learning martial arts, you know that like here's the here's the problematic nature of disagreeing with Bruce Lee's philosophy, like yep. you know that whole thing, and then you come all the way back to actually in uh, reflection. Are you just recognizing everything throughout now? Yeah. Now that you know all the different the moves, the techniques. Uh, yeah. I think more than anything, I realize the debt to which I just not I personally owe him, but the then, world. like the world yeah. owes him. Then yeah. like civil China and the martial arts owe him. Mm-hmm. Because again, even the ninja craze, which is Japanese, not Chinese, mm-hmm. uh, th- while theoretically unrelated, wouldn't have happened if not for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the fact that there's a Taekwondo school on every corner, which again is a whole different rant. But even so, you know, <laughs> ge- generations of kids yeah. have you know signed up to train in anything at all yeah yeah i just because uh, of so, uh yeah i was an orange belt in judo really it is yeah. judo is super useful it is super useful it's, it's, awesome. it's just really yeah. creative ways to trip people which is <laughs> and then hold them the fuck down <laughs> right that's it well you know what it's because the ground never misses it doesn't that's you why. can slam somebody down yep. so hard wow yeah. and boards don't hit back Bowls true don't hit back. i love that Those i'll tell you what though that's a, great. A, a padded mat does hit pretty hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. again well, the earth doesn't miss yes I love, I love that it's uh, a couple times during the movie b dave you were like i'm not a bruce lee fanboy but and mm-hmm. you did 
while watching the movie, you're like, I got to give them credit. Like the, the reason, you know, like you're saying, martial arts is what it is today, especially in the United States, is because of Bruce and because of his his yeah. philosophy and his, you know, yeah. Do you have like a martial arts person who's like, is your person? Yeah. Yes. And I want to clarify that statement sure. about not being a Bruce Lee fanboy, which I said and I stand by. Because now's the time of the show when we speak ill of the day. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Jeet Kune Do, philosophically, being the, this is purely a fighting art. This is just it is just a toolbox, like what mm-hmm. you were just saying. Extract all the useless stuff from it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, what got extracted was the philosophical stuff. Mm-hmm. And to me, the philosophical stuff is some of the most beautiful stuff. Oh yeah, because everything has its own philosophy. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, there's a reason why it's so heavily like woven into Buddhism and stuff, and the Shaolin yeah. monasteries and all that stuff. So that's like saying, um, you know. In rap, it's like the only thing that matters is the baseline, you know. And you're like, I get you. I know you're like, well, I mean, that's like an important part, but exactly. it's not like the only gotcha, thing gotcha. that matters. Mm-hmm. Or like, if you're a fan of comic books, to say the penciler is the most key element yeah. to any comic, you're like, whoa, 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 hang on, guys. There's right. the inkers, there's the right. colorists, there's and, you know, yeah. and and therefore, black and white comics are the purest form of comics. And you're like, oh, you're like, I, I don't think so, man. Sure, you know? man, yeah. I guess, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I get also, it. Also, why are you trying to be nitpicky about this exactly. bullshit, guys? Exactly, Come on. exactly. exactly. So I love it, that. It, Let in, the story be told to you, please. Exactly. Yeah. So in my younger days, mm-hmm. I took a greater umbrage with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> that now I can be like. I don't agree with you, but those are some solid pencils. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Basically where I am. Nice. Like, I, yeah. see, I see what you're getting at here. The other with thing this. the other yeah. thing that Bruce Lee to me that I love so much and I and you know, I think when I was a kid, like remember the show E True Hollywood Story? They had the special on Bruce Lee. All that stuff I absorbed. I think they did like an A and E biography episode about mm-hmm. him. But the idea that like he was so sexy Mm-hmm. And such a rare example of like a sexy Asian man, mm-hmm. whereas normally Asian men in popular culture and in the media mm-hmm. were emasculated and were seen as weak. And like how you said, after World War II, that was part of mm-hmm. how even Asian cinema kind of responded to those kinds of he ideas. He might be the most mm-hmm. ripped person I've ever oh, seen. Like by you can far. see was every pretty, muscle. Pretty up, yeah. we're, we're watching the movie and Chelsea was like, that's what those muscles are supposed to look like? And we were like, yeah. Uh, yeah, those, I didn't know those, those are obliques. Yeah. Yeah, those, those, <laughs> those are obliques. Are obliques. They're but in there. That is one thing that like, I am... I think it's really, for so many reasons, it's tragic that Bruce Lee died when he died. But I think another reason is like, it felt like, I wasn't there back then, but it felt like there was progress for a certain type of person being represented. And it almost felt like, yeah, okay, okay. And then when he died, it's like, it seems like it stopped, you know, And, and George Lopez. And he like shared it. Yeah, he, sure, yes sure and, yeah. and and part part of his mission was to do all of that like yeah. he was aware of that and he's like yes i want to be i want asian people to be seen in a certain way yeah. you know because he knew what it did for and also what's his name jim kelly yeah jim, jim kelly, kelly. Yeah. Like, yeah. but like yeah, he didn't he, have to yeah he recognized other people that needed to well, be yes. and, and took represented the, took the time of to show him being like sweated by institutional racism exactly like, you know, that like, scene was I forgot yeah. that he beats up two white cops that are Who harassing are him yeah yep. for you know for the reasons now we all know to be like yes this is something that happens with institutionalized racism this is what happens which that was the exact second that jim kelly became immortalized in yeah. the black community yeah. like, like you're on black rushmore now yeah. <laughs> no, but even though again i Really, in my younger years, when I learned the the trope of the black guy dies, the black yeah. guy dies first, mm. or not at all, eh, yeah. right? Mm. Um, uh, that I was frustrated in my younger years that that was a trope, and it's like that sucks. And then when I revisited Enter the Dragon or to watch Enter the Dragon, 
that is the one thing that I always really disliked about the movie and felt like that was just a, a symptom of its time, mm-hmm. that that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And I said when we were watching the film, if they, were to, if they were to revisit this or if this movie didn't get made but were being made in 2018, mm-hmm. that I felt like the Jim Kelly character wouldn't have died. And B. Dave, you're like, no. 100%. Still would have died. Still died. Still because died first. It, it did serve a purpose in the story. It wasn't just like a, you know, like like you were saying, it, it what did it do? It Well, it, it accomplishes three things. It establishes the villainy of Han. Mm-hmm. It establishes the moral compass of Roper. Mm-hmm. And it's an emotional gut punch to the audience that doesn't have a massive impact on the plot. Because I think most people, nobody's yeah. really. It also expecting. establishes Han's skill. Because yeah. Yeah. Jim Kelly's the real deal and mm-hmm. he beats the fuck It's out the wharf effect, yeah. Yeah, the wharf effect. The wharf effect. Well, would you like to explain the wharf uh, effect? No, I'm going to let you. Is that a Star Trek thing? Yes, it is a Star Trek thing. Well, you know, Commander Wharf on the Enterprise. Wharf would routinely get beaten up by the alien that they met because it proved how tough the alien was. Yeah, it was like the beginning of Infinity War, which is oh, like Wharf is the real deal. Wharf's the real deal, yeah. so he beat the real deal. It's the oh, same way, Hulk. like like Thanos worked <laughs> yeah. the Hulk because yeah. if Thanos can work the oh Hulk, oh my god, I'm so oh, ready for his uh, for him to come, come back. back. Yeah. yeah, hopefully, he's yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's going to be so mad. Yeah. Or right. the first Guys, few the seasons. He's going to be so mad. He's going to be real mad. Or the first mm. few seasons of the Justice League cartoon, it was Superman that get taken out yeah. first yeah. to be like, it's a real threat. They took out Superman. Right. So the rest of the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because if somebody just like threw an overhand right at Hawk Girl, you're yeah. like, well, yeah, I mean, that's. It's Hawk Girl, yeah, right? That's, she that's, can she can fly and she has a mace and she's right. a badass, but she still is like, you know, that's why they, Superman was always first up and he'd be like, ooh, and like hit with electricity or something and then get taken out. But then that last episode, he finally let. Loose. As much as I great. dearly, dearly, dearly loved all four seasons of that iteration of yeah. the Justice League, yeah. it always bothered me anytime there'd be the like the one explosion that knocked mm-hmm. out Superman, Martian Manhunter, and Batman. Mm-hmm. The three. Because, well, because well, no, because even though I defend Batman's ability to be the best at everything, I'm like the attack that levels Superman splatters Batman. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So they, like there is no singular. Batman's the guy in the chair, but he's not in a chair. Yeah. Is all yeah. it is. Right? Yeah. He's just like, yeah. okay, go here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you it, go here. It's, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. If I can take umbrage with Bruce Lee besmirching the martial arts, I will take umbrage <laughs> okay, okay. with you besmirching Batman, sir. I mean, yeah. in comparison to right. yeah. justice. Well, but yeah, yeah. It's, little bit of a non sequitur there, but it's I like love that. I love B. Dave's love of Batman because I also love Batman, but I also love to point out I do think he's overpowered in story most of the like time. Like if you watch oh, yeah, anything sure, sure. in the Justice League, it's just him swinging around and like, oh, I kicked him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, again, first of all, throw a grenade. How out. dare you? How actually dare you? When it's a That's giant thing, <laughs> like, I'll use my grappling hooks to trick him. Yeah. Well, because he's the world's greatest detective. Thank you very that's much. What yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. He's a guy in the chair, but he's have, not Have you ever heard uh, when Sam and I get into the whole, because uh, <laughs> Sam just thinks he's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how dare you? They could have a point. Yeah. Batman? Yeah, yeah the Batman is just um, crazy. The Batman's crazy and he's beating up on mentally ill people. And then he basically <laughs> is the cause of all of his problems. To which I'm like, how very dare you? He is the cause of yeah. all of his own problems. That is a true <laughs> fact. And that is the crux of Batman. He, he yeah. causes all of his own problems trying to solve other people's problems. Maybe by being too merciful. That's exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, by not letting people in. Exactly. That's what causes his problems. Exactly. He, let, he cuts people he, out emotionally. He's got emotionally. walls. Oh. He, he does have walls. He, he does. needs a hug. He I, does. I oh love my God, does hug. Batman need a goddamn hug? I, I, that's why I love, like, combat cuddle. <laughs> combat 40, 45-year-old Batman. I love that version of Batman. CCs. Because, uh... <laughs> 
we've, we've lost this. We've come back. We've, we've lost. We, we lost. Fifty cc's. Opium uh, Dan in the in the combat. Fifty cc's a combat cuddle. Batman, Sorry, Batman, forty forty five. I was just gonna say Batman in his twenties. Too much of his walls up. Batman in his thirties, like they're starting to come down a little bit because he has to work more with the Justice League and people like Clark Kent and Superman. And then he are takes like, on a sidekick you know, who's his yeah. new child, yes. and then that kid dies, and it's like I'm gonna put these walls yes. back up. Yeah, but th- then Batman, like around 35, 38, 40, yeah, he's like he has kind of gotten over the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne to the point where like it still drives him, but he's like I can I can let some level of happiness, mm-hmm. you know. And so he yeah. does he raises sons, and now yeah. he's getting married in the comic he's getting books. Married. He's finally getting married to Catwoman. Which there's going to be no negative repercussions whatsoever. What's <laughs> the course of action? Batman Beyond movie, guys. <sighs> Michael Keaton has said he'd do it if they cast ha- Michael. Has, Keaton, wait, has he really? He said he'd do it if they wait, cast first of all, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's is even Bruce. aware of what Batman Beyond is. That yeah. makes me so happy. Who's going to be <laughs> Baby Batman? Oh, you got to get an unknown. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, it's like some it's, teenage kids. Because it's yeah. already going to be enough that Keaton will would be would play old Bruce Wayne. That like we'll think like that's famous movie Who's star Michael Keaton. It. Right. I, I think if, if, if he's a little old now, Denis uh, Villeneuve. I was about to say, yeah. Tyler, Tyler, Blade Runner. Blade Tyler, Runner Tyler Lobner could have done it. Like, even mm. though Twilight's Taylor awful. Lautner? Yeah, the, the oh, Twilight yeah. kid. He could have he could have been Maybe. Terry McGinnis. Because you know he needs he, to be overtly Latino. He could be mixed. I'll give you that. But he needs to be. I like that. Swarthy and. Taylor Lautner does have martial arts skills. Like he's got yeah. some, like he had some stuff that you know what is he like, able to show off in the movies. He's a little old now, right? Because so Terry, Terry is supposed be to be eighteen-ish like because yeah, he is high 17, school. 18, yeah, yeah, right, right. But right at the end, though, yeah. like you're becoming a man. Exactly. exactly. Let's get Miles Morales to do both. Okay, it's going to play we'll Miles Morales we'll, to also we'll be We'll get that Donald Glover to be all three, <laughs> oh, of all three characters. Yeah. We can age him down. Yeah, it's true. He's still a baby. If they can age, if they can make Michael Douglas young. In Ant-Man flashbacks with CG stuff, we can make uh, Donald Glover just you know, a shave again. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to go too terribly off the rails with Enter the Dragon, but I saw your okay. lock screen. I, I've seen Ant-Man in the way. Have you seen Ant-Man? I the haven't last? yet. No. Oh, What'd okay. you think of it? No. I, well, then I'm not going to say anything. No, no, no. Please say what. Say how you felt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Without spoilers, feel free. It was okay. Okay. I wasn't. I wasn't blown away by it. Give it a seven. Okay, but that's it, still it, very it, good. It, 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 is an, it is an adequate continuation of Ant-Man. I will say this. I'm not usually one of those person people that I'm like, I get oh so hyped up and then I get disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I definitely walked into Ant-Man, the first one, expecting absolutely nothing. Exactly. Sure. Completely blank delivered slate. more. Sure. And then it was great. And then that. And now you walk in, you're like, well, at least I have that point of reference. How did you feel about Deadpool 2? I liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. How what? did you feel compared from Deadpool 1 to Deadpool 2? How do, the, how do you think those two compare? Uh, I feel like Deadpool 2 was a better um, sequel than Ant-Man and the Wasp was. Okay, that's what uh, I'm getting at. Okay. I do you, uh, are we close enough? Are we? Has it been long enough that the, the statute of limitations for Deadpool spoilers is slightly up? Yeah, we can talk Deadpool 2. Oh, well. The whole I mean, thing well, about Deadpool is spoilers. They spoil everything right. well, immediately. Uh, more, yeah, we well, let, me ju- let me just say, yeah. some of the deaths... I felt were early and needless of like characters that I really like for like a just a gag sure type thing you know sure. what I mean? oh yeah it, it's yeah. like if you were like oh we're doing a Batman Deadpool crossover and you hype it for six months and then Batman walks in and immediately gets shot in the face and you're mm-hmm. like ha ha I'm like well that wasn't funny to me though <laughs> I would laugh so hard yeah. <laughs> right yeah right that's all yeah sorry but uh, yeah so I I I, I liked it. Fine. Okay. I, I I am not like stop what you're doing and watch now. Earlier we were talking about hero. Okay. For martial oh, yeah. arts cinema. Let me give a quick list Jet of Lee. Mar- of must see martial arts you movies. Top please, five? please. Hero, mm-hmm. Jet Lee. Uh The Raid One and Two. Mm. The, those are recent. Uh The mm-hmm. Raid is quite possibly the best action movie ever made. <gasps> really? Whoa. What is yes. the Raid? 
Um, it, it's an Indonesian movie. Came uh-huh. out about five years ago. Even the second one, two or three about years it. ago. Mm-hmm. Well, a dude went to Indonesia to make a documentary about Indonesian martial arts called Pentjoxi Lot. And he's working with these dudes, and he's like, you guys are actually kind of incredible. We should just make a movie. And so they took some time, and he trained them with uh, the Indonesian police and the Indonesian military. And the plot of the story, it's basically a video game. There, There's this uh, tenement building, and the crime lord lives on the top floor. And the SWAT team, fighting their way up. yes, the SWAT team has to clear every floor <sighs> mm-hmm. to the top level to catch them. And it's boss. just nonstop. Re- Ridiculous. It was so influential that like the new Dread movie basically lifted that plot from yeah. the raid. It's Everything that's verbatim. come out that's similar to the raid since then, everyone's like, "This is just ripping off the raid," mm-hmm. yeah. because that's how. Well, same thing. It's, it's yeah. the new. It's the new source of the mm-hmm. tropes, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is astonishing, and the second one is just as good. Uh, again, Hero, I said that uh, if you like the old stuff, uh, the Mystery of Chess Boxing by Shaw Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, the Five Deadly Venoms by Shaw Brothers. Again, they're very, very seventies, mm-hmm. very shot mm-hmm. on a soundstage, but. Just, I think the thing that impresses me most about those movies is how fast those dudes punch those out. They did four movies in a year, like four oh, of the shit. four yeah. of the best kung fu movies ever made. They did yeah. in a single calendar year. Uh, and I'd say number five. Because you don't have to like do a lot of special effects. You don't have to do a lot of setups. Right. It's all. But the choreography is tough. Right though. there. Well, yeah. yeah. The, the keeping track of the choreography. But they probably were yeah. just writing all that. Like well, same thing as Peking Opera. Years. Peking Opera. Mm-hmm. You know that you're like we mm-hmm. got a new show this week. Well, we'll week. do one yeah. of these here. We'll do one of these here. We'll do one of these yeah. here. It's just a shorthand, probably. Yeah. Yeah. In a Ip Man, all three Ip Man movies are good, but the first yeah. one is is Donnie Yen stars in those, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. Do we have any of those on the list? I don't know. No, I mean, probably not this list. They weren't out yet. Oh, Hero, yeah. Hero might be. Uh, Let me check, actually, because we talked about that. The only one so far, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. The thing about Hero it. and why I brought it up in particular, Hero is the perfected version of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's better oh. in every statistical category. Uh, the wow. only reason I don't say that as a diss is it was 10 years later, so of course it should be better. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you objectively set out to, like, I'm going to do Especially it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Better. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which it did. So that is not at all a knock on Crouching Tiger so much as an accolade for Hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because the cool thing about Hero is it's one of those, uh, it's like flashbacks, kind of like Rashomon, that mm-hmm. you, you start out and the dude has an audience with the Emperor. And this isn't a spoiler. This is how the movie starts. And the Emperor is like, hey, man, you did a good job killing all those bandits. And he's like, you're welcome, Emperor. Just doing my job. And he's like, well, tell me what happened. And he's like, okay, cool. So I caught the first guy in the jungle. And then it, like, cuts to the forest or cool. whatever. And it's the cool. whole everything that happens. That's you awesome. know? And it's like, and then I caught the second guy in the mountains. And then it's everything that happens. And then, uh, you know, so, some interesting stuff happens. But I want to watch that now. It, no, it's, it's, but the, it's a gorgeous movie. It's one of the few movies I can think of that you literally could hit pause on any list. scene and it's yep. just like a desktop screensaver. Like it's awesome. gorgeous. Unfortunately, yeah. not on the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time, but we're going to have to check it out. The yeah. list is, I would say the list is deeply flawed, but the list is just it's, slightly, slightly dated. That's it's all. also, it's deeply flawed. It's deeply flawed. flawed. Be Dave, it's, it's deeply, deeply flawed. flawed. Well, yeah. they said chop sake in reference to Enter the <laughs> what Dragon. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. It sounds racist. It does. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like that thing where when uh, uh, British people, white people, colonizers try to equate a culture that is like a non-white culture and then they'll bring up the f- culture's food 
too to like describe you know to describe it or something i feel like that's like a racist thing that happens all the it time is. that looks dope that's yeah. a shot yeah that's right that's yes it's just a random but it's just a random shot that, that's yeah. not even like some yeah. like elaborate sweeping set perfect. piece time like wow. he's just walking and it's like and pause and that's gorgeous <sighs> i mean to go back to enter the dragon i'm mad because i do love this movie and i'm mad that bruce lee died because yeah. i would have loved to have seen a better film than this and i think that if bruce lee had had lived and hadn't died i think well, that just he the way would that have stuff is shot now yes like he wants a realistic hard hit yeah the way that they do that now can you imagine how the world would have been different if he had if he hadn't died and he died in case people don't know he died according to the uh to the reports and everything from like an allergic reaction to a painkiller medicine that he took oh no he died because the triads okay all right allergic painkillers shaolin kung fu look at that shot b dave showing us stuff on his cell phone shots from hero screenshots of hero no uh, uh, now dear dear friend listening actually do not google screenshots from hero because there's definitely spoilers that i'm filtering but see the movie Hero, Jet okay. Li, 2004. It's gorgeous. I'm going to put my phone away because I'm going to get hypnotized. Uh, he did, the same dude that did Hero did House of Flying Daggers okay, and, and Curse the of the Great Go- Wall. And uh, Curse of the Golden Flower. I don't think the mm-hmm. Great Wall, though, but he did do uh, Curse of the Golden Flower. Mm-hmm. Um, We're going to look that up right now. Which Curse Check of the Golden out. Flower, by the way, is... Also uh, amazing. Yeah, they're all they're all just gorgeous films. Yeah, uh, absolutely gorgeous. I mean, listen, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was gorgeous. Oh, I totally. Think that movie deserves to be on the list of the 500 greatest of all time. And now I think because of part of the myth of Bruce Lee, I do think that Enter the Dragon does deserve to be on the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. Well, if nothing else, I think if you're going to, I feel like anything that you describe as one of the best ever, there should Mm -hmm. be like a cultural impact and significance, which it absolutely had. You can't deny it. Have you seen the Netflix sequel of Crouching Tiger? I haven't yet. Uh, It's bad. Don't. I know. It's Johnny. It's it's Donnie Yen and Michelle Yeoh, and it's still. Yeah, I know, and I love them, but yeah. That's a real bummer. But, yeah, he um, did The Great Wall, too. That is the same dude that did The oh. Great Wall? He's the same dude who did The Great Wall. You, crazy? you said that, and I was like, no. Yeah. That's what I thought was weird, because I remember yeah. he is the same guy who did House of Flying Daggers. Yeah. Right. But Was The Great Wall any good? I felt like it I wasn't going to be. I no, think it Matt was okay. Damon's in it. it was, yeah. Did people, you see it? People were like, it was okay. I think people really shit on it because sure. Matt Damon's in it, sure, and right. nobody ever saw it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think I China kinda, saw it. Well, yeah. Kind of the need to opt out of it. Well, I mean, yeah. I understand the business of sure. having your your Western star in it or whatever, but uh-huh. I was kind of like, but of the story you're trying to tell, correct? Because the I great mean, it's, it's wall the, it's, of China. It's the white savior thing again. Yes, and know? I think I think that uh, uh, you know, movie industries are different around the world, mm-hmm. and you go to a place like China and you go to a place like Japan, and China especially is a relatively new movie industry. Mm-hmm. That's why they have a different view of movie stars and that's why you go to japan and you tell somebody hey scarlett johansson's going to be in ghost in the shell and japanese people are stoked they're like oh that's great she's a great actress they don't have that context of like Mm -hmm. but in the united states japanese actors don't get as many roles and this this and this and then they go oh that's messed up it should be a japanese person like there's just different cultural norms for these kinds of things that i think that in the west in the united states we're moving away from the thing of just kind of accepting, you know, coming this summer, The Last Samurai, starring Tom Cruise, a white guy. Yeah, like, right. I think we're just moving away from that, even though that, again, yeah, was a the specific... The Last Samurai is a white dude. It's a yeah. specific story. Like, really, and, we're doing and, that? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, right, you know, cool. look, man, to, guy, to bring it all the way back to Enter the Dragon, if Bruce Lee had lived and hadn't died in 1973 would Hollywood be different? Would Hollywood view Asian people differently today? Would there have been progress quicker? I, I don't know. 
I'm going I don't to say no. Because okay. again, although I don't have the crystal ball. I sure. into a lot I of stereotypes he, too. Like, he, he's, yeah. like probably he's, established stereotypes. His death is what launched the mythos. I, yeah. th- I think mm-hmm. it would have been a well-received action movie in mm-hmm. those circles. Mm-hmm. And then that just would have been that. And he probably and he would have made more action movies that would have been well but received in maybe, their circles. Maybe he would have starred in Lethal Weapon in the eighties instead of maybe in, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe there could have been more breakthrough. Because sure. the thing I always go back to is that uh, the same way that comedian George Lopez said we had Desi Arnaz in the fifties and then we had Freddie Prince in the eighties and it wasn't until George Lopez, comedian, you know, Mexican guy, got his own sitcom in like the two thousands. It's like these thirty year gaps of like, you know, mm-hmm. where is the progress happening for Latinos in popular culture and in the media in the US? I always just go back to Bruce Lee women of all ethnicities and races and backgrounds thought the dude was sexy because he was because he was man so i'm like i wonder if you know he could have found that breakthrough to maybe not be known as the martial arts guy and just like be you know handsome bruce lee Mm -hmm. maybe like as a in a romantic comedy like jackie chan has made that joke where he's like i want to be in a romantic comedy but nobody will ever cast me in that (laughs) because they want to do jackie chan stuff yeah um which is a bummer yeah you know what maybe he would have been like a, a kind of an earlier model of jackie chan's career Maybe, but then I think there's a real chance. Oh, we because we haven't talked on the podcast about the fact that Jackie Chan is in fact in Enter the Dragon. He's oh, in yeah, it twice. That's true. Uh, there's a scene. Well, he's just one of the faceless people that gets beat up. And there's yeah. a scene when Jackie Chan grabs a guy in an arm bar and he just holds him for a few seconds mm-hmm. while he's fighting other people in the opium. Oh yeah, in the opium <laughs> in the room. Yeah, opium, opium walk. In the opium walk room. Yeah, uh, the and the guy walk. he holds on to for a couple of seconds Jackie is Chan. in fact Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's got a really interesting story about how cool Bruce was after him. And they like went out and got a beer and all this stuff. And a really cool mustache. I love Super that. Super cool mustache. Seventeen-year-old <laughs> mustache. Exactly. Well, yeah, because he was oh, the youngest Jackie. guy. On the, he was the youngest guy on the stunt team. That's why Bruce was so nice to him. Oh. And yeah. Bruce Lee wouldn't but, bought him a beer. He wasn't old enough to drink one yet. It's true. <laughs> yeah. He's you like, there you are, Maybe, kid. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what killed him. Jackie Chan's exactly. mom. <gasps> like, don't get my. Now yeah. you have a career, Jackie. Yeah. And he's like, mother, don't. What do have you no. done? That's but, horrible. But I yeah. will say again, as as an aside, if you're looking to get neck deep in in Bruce Leeism, so dragging the Bruce Lee story actually was not all bad. It's definitely agreed. Yeah, I mean, agreed. it's definitely a fantastic. Well, let me rephrase. Not not fetishized. That's not the word I'm looking for. But definitely hyperbolic it's hyperbolic for sure <laughs> and and definitely written by people that had an investment in the myth let me say oh, that. okay yeah. in mm-hmm. the legend i wouldn't even say mm-hmm. myth because myth implies it's not true the, oh, legend. Okay, the legend although yeah. i guess it's called dragon the no oh, oh it is dragon the bruce lee story there is some legend of bruce lee thing i think yeah. but but yeah. it man Yip man, yeah. to see the events essentially leading up to bruce lee becoming bruce lee and why is really fantastic. Like cool. that whole Japanese occupation of China and how the Kung Fu people dealt with it was bananas. And it is not, I mean, again, I'm sure they took some liberties with it sure. because, you know, yeah. nobody got into fist fights every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but then you talk about Bruce Lee was like, well, fuck, I got to go fight this guy. I'm going to go fight this monk. <laughs> yeah. It's like this exactly. guy lived a mythical lifestyle. Yeah, it's like, he did. That is true. He did. It's yeah. true. I was hey, journey to hey, fight hey, this hey. man. The Shaolin monk Wong Man Jack is still alive. That's true. Yeah. <gasps> It's Maybe it's the five the five point punch exploding heart technique is what is what killed him. Oh come it just on! Just took yeah. a minute. There it is. It was a delayed he, reaction. Yeah, because yeah, the corner yeah. the corner's not gonna know. It's like yeah. gee, disruption. Yeah, it's like six months later. That's how Jackie Chan's good like, my he heart is. hurts. Or, like, or Bruce oh, Lee's like, my heart no. hurts. Oh, I, uh, am I gonna die? Uh. Uh, yeah, uh, took uh, him, took six months. Yeah, and then you look down and there's the red palm print. Like, yeah. Ah. 
it shows up it comes back all of a sudden it's yeah a signing calling card oh uh also i want to point out that i taught these guys how to do the the one inch punch which oh, now yeah. if you didn't know i knew the martial arts like contextually i appreciate the trust you were just like this seems legit let's yeah. go uh yeah so, so don't mess with hector or keller at least yeah. don't don't do it within like a short range because they're like well blammo yeah, we'll, we'll blame you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll blame. That's, the, that we'll is the, the technical term. For it's it. all in the hips. It's, <laughs> it's all in the hips. All in the hips. All we, life, life is all in the hips. We do know uh, one inch punches. So yeah. to anybody stepping up to Keller and I, get a, get out of one inch away from us because yeah, then we'll exactly. kill you. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to see me with three inches. Yeah. You won't get good teeth, just like with <laughs> the ladies, <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't want to see me with it. <laughs> Keller, give us your final thoughts on Enter the Dragon. Um, I would for sure enter the dragon if I had the chance and I would <laughs> die. Consent, consent. Exactly. Well, of course. I love this movie. I still love it. And it was so fun to watch it with you guys. So that was great. B-Day, final thoughts on Enter the Dragon. Uh, the stories are true. It is the movie that launched a thousand ships. And I think it deserves its place on the list of 500 greatest movies. Beautifully said. I do agree with that. Yeah. We didn't ask that question. Beautifully it belongs said. on the list. It belongs For on the sure. list. It belongs yeah. higher on the list. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The next movie that we're talking about is going to be next week, and it is the movie... Hector, what are your final thoughts on Under the Dragon? I just said, I he loved said it. it. He I loved it, and right. I was so happy to watch it with you guys today. Okay. I still love this movie, right. and I can't wait to watch all them special features, because I'm going to dive into oh, it. Oh, yeah, see what you I get, can get. get a real fancy yeah, piece of equipment nice little, in the mail. little box set that I got. Uh, but, Keller, what movie are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching Into the Wild. And I just looked it up. It is streaming on Netflix in the United States, and you can rent it other places like Amazon, and whatnot, but it is actually on Netflix, Into the yeah, Wild, finally. directed by Sean Penn. And then the Dragon's the best movie we've watched in a while. Uh, it's in a while. It's we've had a rough patch. This is gonna be a good episode. Yeah, be really good. yeah you got stuck with like art movies. Is yeah, that what dude, happened? Flesh. Fucking terrible like well, uh, you can look at the list here in a second. Santa yeah. Sangre. I, I I would just like to say in passing is my final thought. Yes. Um when I spilled my drink, I did not ruin everything, so I'm feeling a lot better now. No, it's great. It all looks yeah. great. And no, if I, it you did ruin it, I think it might even look cooler. This That's, sounds weird. It's kinda of, it was kind of an ideal spot bill like it, it really didn't hit anything vital like yeah. we just kept going with it yeah. all the stuff is saved and our guest next week is going to be mr lucas eubank <laughs> so stay tuned for that that's into the wild and uh thank you guys so much and thank you b dave yes for coming and so watching much. enter the dragon with us and sharing your passion and your life story a little bit and your love of martial arts and all of your expertise and your knowledge it is always so great to hear stories from you and uh and to hear your opinions man it's great well thank you for having me oh and i guess this is now my third last comment i'm really going to stop yeah. talking after this yeah. don't black dynamite you seen black dynamite i no. have so good black it is dynamite so yeah. good black Di- damien's in black dynamite Damien, really Damien really Quartet. i gotta rewatch it black dynamite I yeah okay. rewatch it uh thank you uh people of the interwebs i'm at b dave walters everywhere and uh wherever uh hector and keller will let me show up and say words with them <laughs> please all the time please follow b dave yeah, yes and, please and do it come and say words all the time <laughs> okay guys we'll see you next week thanks for watching and listening i mean bye thanks for watching us <laughs> they would have wanted to watch it they, they they lost all these like money faces in beer spills oh man my face was so money, <laughs> so money baby. <laughs> oh be yum walk <laughs>